Hello and welcome to the 14 and a bit episode of the Pointy Hatcast. I am your host Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch, and we are joined today by our co-host, fellow dudes playing a dude disguised as another dude, Barry. What up? And Isaiah. What's up? Today's episode is on a super deep meta commentary on Hollywood and movies in general, Tropic Thunder. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Again, it's pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments, as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Tropic Thunder was released on August 2008 in the U.S. It was directed by Ben Stiller. The screenplay was written by Justin Throw, Ben Stiller, and Ethan Cohen. It stars Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Robert Downey Jr., Brandon T. Jackson, Jay Baruchel, and many more. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 81% for critics and 70% for audience. Here is the movie blurb. Through a series of freak occurrences, a group of actors shooting a big-budget war movie are forced to become the soldiers they are portraying. Barry, why don't you lead us off on this amazing movie? This movie (laughs) is absolutely fantastic and has led to literally a decade of memes afterwards. Like, never go full retard. Yep, yep. (laughs) Suck on my unit. (laughs) A dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. It's just like... How do you how do you make this movie? It's kind of baffling how you make this movie, right? Because there's so many there's so many A-lister stars, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a, a movie that's just making fun of not just Hollywood but very specific people in Hollywood mm-hmm. that would probably yeah. take exception to the girls <laughs> in this movie. It's like fuck it, yeah. let's just do it. This movie is fueled by cocaine. <laughs> Heroin in Jack Black's case, Jack Black, yeah. and his character is like literally making fun of Chris Farley. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, who I yeah. believe, who I believe was dead at the time. Oh my, oh. yeah. That's what feels bad, man. I mean, but he bad. was on drugs, dead so. of drugs overdose. Yeah. Uh, this movie did not care. Yeah, nothing is sacred. Like, no nothing holds barred. Sacred. I respect and, that. Yeah. Yeah, and like, oh, there's so many wonderful little details in this movie, just lambasting other films or actors. Like, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s role was like making fun of like Daniel Day Lewis and like <laughs> yeah. these super serious character actors. Like Method Actors, yeah. Yeah, and then, oh I'm man. From- the character until the DVD commentary. (laughs) You know the best part of that? He literally did that for the DVD commentary. In the DVD commentary, he is in character. Oh my god, that's (laughs) next level. Like It's so next level. Dude, I respect that so much. Yeah. This is like at the height of uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s like renaissance, right? This is after Iron Man 1. This is when he was was like... This was the comeback. It was Iron Man. It was uh, Sherlock Holmes. It was Tropic Thunder. It was just like, man, Robert Downey Jr. And then, then playing a black, playing an Australian guy, playing a black guy, occasionally playing an Asian guy. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking Mandarin. (laughs) Speaking in Mandarin. Really bad Mandarin. Oh my God, the Mandarin was so bad. (laughs) 
okay. It, it's, it was serviceable, I guess. I mean, that was the it? point, though. That was the yeah, point. Yeah, that was the point. It was deliberately yeah. bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, like, the, all the effect shots are done for comedy. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. I loved that all the effect shots are done for comedy because they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah, the, the framing too looks hilarious because you know that like there's a scene with the water buffalo in frame. You know, he's just holding it, and then Jack Black's in the background, butt naked. He got he's in underwear, and you just see his like crotch. <laughs> like it's always in the background, and then the water buffalo's in the foreground. <laughs> Anyways, oh, yeah, did you guys have you guys seen wonderful. Hot Rod? No, you, not. you mentioned it, but okay. The guy who does the explosives plays like the same character in Hot oh, Rod, really, and it's amazing. <laughs> okay, we gotta check it out. I like the character. Yeah, <laughs> he's like the demolitions expert for their stunts and stuff. Mm. Yeah, but it's worth a watch. Okay, I think you'll enjoy it after watching this film. Yeah, but Tropic Thunder. If you're a fan of movies, as as fucking fucked up as this movie is. You have to watch it. Not just you should watch it. I think you actually have to watch it. What do you think, Isaiah? Yeah, it's such an impressive film. And I'm honestly just amazed that this even got made. Mm -hmm. Like, who greenlit this, you know? Who is like, oh yeah, I'm totally down to pay like $100 million to make fun of a bunch of actors. And the studio, and the system. I don't know. It's it's incredible. I think that something like this is literally like a one in a million movie because something like this, yeah, will probably never really get made again. Not in like, especially with blackface, Robert Downey. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the amount. He of, got so much flack for that, dude. The oh, amount of God. like <laughs> lines crossed. <laughs> When he's like, it's what do like, you mean, you people? And then there's an actual black guy behind them who goes, what do you mean, you people? And then they're going <laughs> at it. And then he just hugs him and it's like, four years, that word. That word has kept yeah. us down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like this crosses so many lines. I don't yeah. think that in this current climate, something like this could be made again. Like a film that is this like politically incorrect and so unapologetically politically incorrect, I don't think can ever get made again. We, we need movies like this though. But movies Absolutely. like this are yeah. amazing because they poke fun at that whole aspect of like, like what is like too far essentially. And they kind of toe that line. And I think that's a good thing because art should be questionable sometimes <laughs> art should not toe the line Art should take a running jump over the line yeah it lands yeah. somewhere in complete politically incorrectness sometimes you just gotta lower your shoulder and just go straight through the brick wall you know yeah it's like, like the that juggernaut absolutely. you know exactly but um i really enjoyed this film and i was so surprised that it was ben stiller as director after i got more respect for him now yeah more respect for him after watching like the secret life of walter mitty Oh, that's like, a good I, movie. Yeah, I can see the similarities now. Between he was actually not supposed to be a major role in the. He was supposed to be Matthew McConaughey's uh, character. Oh, he wanted to agent? cast Keanu Reeves, and I'm not sure why that fell yeah. through. Oh my god! Oh yeah, you mentioned that before. That I would don't have... know what that would have looked like, though. I think it would have been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Keanu Reeves playing Simple Jack? I don't know, dude. I would want to see that. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe. I was thinking about it. I was like, 
Ben Stiller really enjoys playing like super stupid characters, like Zoolander, where he plays a a model who's just like super dumb. <laughs> He's super dumb, in but this he does movie such too. a good job, man. But Simple why male models? <laughs> <laughs> but why male models? Yeah, I watched this film. I feel like a few years after it came out, maybe in like o ten, and I thought it was funny then. And then I watched it again recently, and I was like, man, this movie is so much funnier than I thought it was before. I was exactly the same way. I, I think it, like, grows on you, you know? So, overall, yeah, I really enjoyed Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah, same for me. I'm exactly the same way. When I first watched it, I watched it a couple of years after it was released because, you know, people were saying this movie is pretty good. And I was like, oh, this is just a stupid, dumb movie. You know, I was like, oh, I got some laughs out of it. But when I, when I rewatched it, I realized that it's actually parodying a lot of things. There's multiple layers to it. I was going to call it genius, but Barry's right. It's not genius. It's just pretty well done. And so, like, for people who don't know, it seems like a comedy movie on the surface, like a really stupid one. But there's so many layers to this movie. It's like making fun of war movies. It's making fun of Hollywood and the actors and the people in Hollywood and just the general process of making movies and viewing movies. Like all the performances in particular are making fun of very specific people in Hollywood. Yeah, very specific people. We can go over that later. And like, it's just mind blowing when you think about it. Because like the more we do this podcast, the more I'm forced to think about like how movies are made and what goes into making a movie and like all the business aspects of it that I don't want to think about, but, like, this movie hits it on the head and, like, goes into some issues that they kind of laugh off, but it's pretty serious. Kind of like the part where Tom Cruise's character, he's in the movie, too. I don't want to spoil it, but, like, <laughs> you can guess who he is. He's talking to his agent, it's perfectly right? fine. This, this movie has been out for 11 years, I think. Yeah, right? Hey, you don't know, you don't know. It's, I want that magic moment, you know, where they're like, where's Tom Cruise? And then they're like, oh, there he is. Wow. The first time watching it just blew my mind. Yeah, me too. Just blew me too, my blew mind. my mind. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey's uh, character where, you know, it's like, hey, you can let your friend die for a lot of money and a plane. Or you can develop a conscience and see how far that takes you, right? That was kind of the line. Yeah, like, you think it's a joke, but it's kind of true. Well, the, the best part is he took the plane. He took the plane. And then he just ended up over there anyway. Yeah, he has a TVO, <laughs> too. He's, he's like, I on, got he's you on the, the G5. Yeah. <laughs> or G6 or whatever. G, yeah, G5. G6 in the song. That's, uh, like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say anybody, yeah. Fly like a G6. Rocketeer. But anyways, uh, yeah, this movie is deeper than you think, and... It might seem stupid on the surface, but that's because it's pointing just pointing out how stupid things are in the movie in a way that's very consistent and smartly done. It's not like so bad it's good. It's just it knows what it's doing with the razor focus where it's not taking itself too seriously. But it, the wit is really sharp. It's like jabbing you, like it's yeah. jabbing certain people too, like jabbing certain things. And uh, it requires requires some wit there. And it just made me impressed by Ben Stiller and the the people who wrote the screenplay, which includes Ben Stiller. Excellent performances, too. Uh, they're hamming it up, but... Oh, that's that makes it so good. Yeah, it makes it Because that's so the point. Del- it's all deliberate. They're all it's, making yeah, fun of deliberate. very specific it's people. exactly the point. It's, yeah, it's what, I, it's what I want to see. Yeah, again, so many lines in the movie that are memorable. Uh, 
you know, it's okay to be gay. Everyone's gay once in a while. It's Hollywood. I'm <laughs> 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 talking about Lance. He's like, Lance? I, was, I said Lance. Uh, you know, him, uh, like Soldier Boy wanna be like, talking to Robert Downey Jr. and having fights because he's, bla- he's wearing blackface. And it's like, yo, you uh-huh. can't just do that. <laughs> you know, I go through this every day. I got no choice. And here's this po- person just putting it on. That's simple jack stuff, dude. Like, like oh my god, <laughs> was so um, never go, f- never go full retard. Yeah, we'll live forever. Uh, yep, yep. It's like Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> right, man? Act, act like a retard. Sounded like a retard. Wasn't retarded. Yeah, wasn't retarded. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, that uh, ping pong. <laughs> That's not retarded. <laughs> Man, oh, so good, it's so good. Yeah. All right, I guess I guess let's dive into the performances because this deserves this deserves a minute to pick apart just all the number of people that are getting lambasted in this movie. Okay. <laughs> like Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller's performance is largely based on like Sylvester Stallone, right? You're just literally making fun of Sly at that like the 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 twilight of his career. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, uh, you have Jack Black basically playing Chris Farley. And, uh, um, you have Robert Downey Jr. basically make fun of, like, uh, Daniel Day... Daniel Day-Lewis? Is that right? Yeah, yeah Daniel Day-Lewis. Right. The guy who was Lincoln. And then Tom Cruise's character is actually based on somebody that, uh, had a massive, very public falling out with Tom Cruise, which is an executive at Universal. Really? That makes yeah. it so much better. <laughs> yeah, he was just he was just literally like roasting this guy they had a falling out with. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> I feel like Tom uh, Cruise had so much fun playing that role. Oh absolutely this yeah, is this is Tom it. Cruise's best role in any movie. Yeah. <laughs> Dude any better, movie Oscar worthy. Better than all Oscar. of the Mission Impossibles. Absolutely better. <laughs> Like if if Mission Impossible is like B tier, <gasps> Tom the Top Cruise Gun doesn't ride a motorcycle in this movie. I know <gasps> it's incredible. Bro. Oh, that's why I didn't recognize it was Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, heck yeah! <laughs> this is like this is like an S tier performance though. Wow, easily he didn't the best. sprint across the screen. Man. No motorcycle scene. You know, like um, when he's dancing, it just, he got some moves. <laughs> He's pulling all up, like all the stops out. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> most of, I have to talk a little bit more about that because most of the costume and the performance are entirely from Tom Cruise. He had really? a lot of creative control over that character. Holy wow. cow! Like the the like he had like fo- like prosthetic hands. He had like a small like a like a I think he had like a minor fat suit and like yeah it was pretty like bulky. the big fat insulting Jew nose. <laughs> 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 that was all like most of that is straight from Tom Cruise because he was literally making fun of a very specific guy. Respect, dude. Respect. <laughs> He's Good like, night, fuck you. I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> 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 And then, like, the whole movie is kind of making fun of Apocalypse Now and the whole, like, fiasco yeah, behind yeah. that movie. And all, like, the crazy stuff that went on. Uh, it's just, like, it's astonishing on how many levels, like, the script and the characters work. Because everybody's just having fun with their performances and just, like, 
It's like, like a little playground almost of a movie. It's it's so intelligent too. Like it's it's not like something you just just mashed together and they hoped it worked. There's some thought behind this. Oh man, there's like there's like only one good character in the movie, right? The, um, Sandusky. Oh yeah, the normal he's, guy. He's he's the straight man, right? Every movie needs one. He's the straight man in this movie that allows you to laugh at all these dickheads. Yeah, he went to boot camp. He read the script. He read the book. Everyone else didn't read it. Robert Downey Jr. is like, I don't read the script. The script reads me. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean? He says that. He's the audience insert. He's like the hardworking actor trying to make it in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Because like, really he's the sad. one who actually tries, and he probably gets zero dollars in comparison to everyone else. It's wonderful and how depressing it is. Oh, but the fun thing is, though, like, you know, he's talking about, like, how uh, he's asking Robert Downey Jr., did you go out with Jennifer Love Hewitt? Because I think she's hot. And at the end of the movie, he, he's he's sitting next to her, presumably dating her. <laughs> yeah, she's just there for, like, three frames or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, hey. He awkwardly kisses her. She doesn't look too pleased. <laughs> I mean, this is just Ben Stiller calling in favors from all of his famous friends. Like, Matthew McConaughey was originally not supposed to be the character, not just because that was supposed to be Ben Stiller. It was supposed to be Owen Wilson. Oh. I can see that. Yeah, yeah I can see that too. But right before the movie, Owen Wilson had a very bad episode where uh, there was, like, an attempted suicide or something. So they pull oh. him, like... Uh, Wait, he uh, attempted suicide? Yeah. Oh, okay. So they pulled wow. him off the project. He's like, take care of yourself. And he just calls up Matthew McConaughey, like, bro. I need, I need you. A- I need you. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. You got to take off your shirt, too. All right, all right. Maybe we can take our shirts off on the set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the big props to him, though, because he went from the guy taking off his shirt to playing all of these different and serious roles because he didn't want to be that guy, the shirtless guy, you know? Yeah, he's definitely got range. Oh, Even though I did not like him in Interstellar, <laughs> I thought yeah. it was fine. I just, I just hated that movie. Yeah, uh, there were just there were just other problems going on with that script. But it's love. <laughs> love will take us beyond space and time, Murph. Uh, I don't think that's how love works. <laughs> the solution is love. I know, cause it's love. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That movie should have literally ended when he was plummeting into the black hole. Just fade to black. Would have been amazing. It's just like, oh, God. Oscar (laughs) nominee right there. If it just ended when it fades to black. It's like, you don't get a resolution. It's just like, he dies horribly, and you don't know what what the future of humanity is. (laughs) That'd be so dark. That's it. Oh man, that would be. I need to. We need to make a cut of the movie that ends that way. <laughs> I think How we can do it in like five ended. minutes. Yeah, <laughs> just cut off the last twenty minutes. Yeah, I really love like the visual comedy of this movie, like that 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 opening like false false shot of like Jack Black hanging off the helicopter where he just pops into frame. <laughs> He's just yeah, just shooting too, and then. <laughs> And then they're like, and then like Cockburn just like exploding from the landmine. <laughs> oh man, the part where he's holding up the head—it's like, see syrup. 
warm blood tasting syrup. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> and everyone else is oh, like, oh my god. Yeah, oh my god. These guys don't fear death. <laughs> He's like holding up the head. It's like, oh, look. There are only like a couple actual deaths in this movie. Uh, Cockburn dies. And I actually don't know who else. I think, is he the only death? Like, they shoot a lot of guns, but not a lot of people die. Uh, I'm trying to think. Even the little, even the little kid that Ben Stiller, like, like, yeets off, off, off the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> half stop. He's like, is it a shortstop from Indiana Jones? Half it's squat. half stop? Yeah. Yeah. Half squat. Yeah. Half squat. Half squat. There you go. Yeah. That was, like, one of my favorite shots of the film. Yeah. Like, just... After the bridge blows up, and he's just like, eh. <laughs> he just, like, crosses his arms and frowns. And you're like, what? He's still, yeah, and it's so funny because, like, he was stabbing him to death with a tiny knife and it wasn't doing that much damage, you know? But still, or what a vicious how, baby. You can't even explain how he ended up in the river and how did he get back to the other side of the bridge? Uh, he's just there. In movie he's science, there. you know? It's okay. He's just, just like, uh, I'm angry. <laughs> yeah. I, I like how also, like, when they're doing the simple jack, uh, so the, the, the drug makers, they find... Ben Stiller's character, they take him hostage, and then they find out that he's the actor who plays Simple Jack, which is like a movie about a mentally handicapped person. And that was the only movie they watched. So then they're like, you, you play Simple Jack? So there's another guy, uh, a drug dealer, a terrorist, whatever you want to call him, who's in makeup as a girl, right? His mom? Or a female character? And like, he, he's fighting in that makeup the entire time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, little touches like that. And, um, you know, you notice it because... And the ground where uh, the guy's holding them up, it's like, don't move. And his name is Al Pacino. Alpa and then Chino. And then he's just listing a list of movies that the actual Al Pacino is in, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, what could, that's just a dialogue. He's just <laughs> listing movies. Uh, it's genius and multi multiple levels <laughs> I was I was busting out this movie is just so like ridiculous and so stupid it's so funny <laughs> so smart yeah. at times so witty I feel like you have to really know a lot of movies and I guess different Hollywood people to be able to get a lot of value I guess out of this yeah, film yeah you need context yeah context is extremely important I think I don't think you necessarily need to know a lot about cinema. I think as long as you have a basic understanding of how movies are made, but like obviously a little bit of knowledge about like Hollywood and actors and producers, like the more you know, the funnier the movie becomes. Yeah, exactly. Which is actually like, incredible. Even if you don't know, it's pretty funny on surface. But yeah, sorry. Go yeah, on. it's it's a, it's like one of those. It's a, it's a sign of a good movie is that like over time, the more you learn about stuff adds dimensionality to the movie. Mm. Yeah, you know? there's more value that you get out of it. Like, I, I just cannot handle Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in this movie. Dude, I I was just so impressed by Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he stayed in character without busting out laughing all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I know. Like, how do you oh, go, this is, this is so ridiculous, and just, like, you know, start laughing, or be like, I can't do this. <laughs> Didn't he get nominated for this role? Uh, I, hope so. I hope so. I hope so. 
Tom Cruise definitely deserves a nomination, though. <laughs> Best performance I've ever seen. And I don't, like you said, I don't really like Tom Cruise, you know? Other than Edge of Tomorrow, this is, like, his by far best performance, like, hands down. I think down. Edge of Tomorrow and this movie are, like, S-tier Tom Cruise. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. There's no motorcycle scene either. That's how good he is. Tom Cruise exactly. is not being Tom Cruise. Oh, he got he got nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. Awesome. Wait, Tom Cruise or Robert Downey uh, Jr.? No, Robert Downey Jr. Oh. What about Tom Cruise, dude? He should have won. Who yeah. beat him out for that role? Oh my god, I don't remember. He's playing a dude. Playing another dude disguised as a dude. Or another dude, right? He's playing multiple roles. You gotta give no, him No, Heath, Heath Ledger won that year for The Dark Knight. Oh. Okay, okay. This, okay. this movie came out the same deserved. year as The Dark Knight. Alright, Heath Ledger Man. deserved that. <laughs> Yeah, I I would give him that. You yeah. can't beat that. He's my uh, second favorite Joker next to Mark Hamill. Yeah, but I mean, that's not even fair. Mark Hamill is just a legend. Yeah, he is a Joker. <laughs> and he's also Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Luke Skywalker. It's kind of funny. Like, good guy and then totally messed up evil guy. <laughs> that's why he's drinking that milk from the alien in, in uh, Last Jedi. It's the oh, Joker God. coming out. <laughs> It's like, what do you want? <laughs> I love that action set piece in like the the the, the drug compound or whatever, um, where they're just firing blanks the entire time. Yeah, they're just shooting blanks. <laughs> they're just shooting blanks. I like how they're not even aiming at the people; they're just shooting in the air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's another thing they make fun of. They're just like. When he has two guns, too, Robert Johnny Jr. has two. It's like, what kind of farmer are you? And he just pulls out both guns. It's like, I'm a lead farmer. <laughs> just yeah. shooting into the air. And everyone's going down on the ground. <laughs> and Jack Black's in the background. Yeah, just pulling a gun out of his crotch. Al Pacino's shooting, like, <laughs> it's like the M16 sideways. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, who does that? <laughs> uh, so many little touches. It's like, hilarious. It's just so it's, ridiculous. Yeah, I think the word is absurd. It's it's pointing out how absurd everything is. It's verging on a farce. Verging, not quite there. You could say a uh, a Chris farce the. How dare you disrespect him? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I I love my puns. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that role was written for Jack Black. I can Actually, see that. I can see yeah. that. To love Jack Black. School of Rock. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre. Jumanji. 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 <laughs> that was such a bad film. That was actually a really good performance, though, from Jack Black. Yeah, he did an amazing job. I want to watch it. I heard that it was pretty okay. It was surprisingly decent. Everyone else's performances were just... Uh... Isn't Karen Gillan yeah. on that show? I'm yeah, Karen Gillan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't think she's the best actress, but she worked really well in that role. Have you seen yeah. her in Selfie? Uh, it's a TV show with John Cho. I've not seen her in Selfie. I saw her in what was the movie about the mirror thing? The mirror thing. It's like a horror movie where there's like this possessed mirror. Or maybe you guys haven't watched it because you're 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 scaredy cats and you don't watch yeah, yeah. spooky movies. Yeah, we don't no watch spooky, spooky movies, movies for us. No, no spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, she's she's an alright actress. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a TV show I can recommend. Uh, it's not that great, but you know, if you want to watch like a rom com that's kind of different, Selfie's pretty good. John Cho and Karen Gillan. Is okay. it Chillin or Gillen? Gillen. Gillen. It's like Jif or Gif, right? Then that would be Gif, right? It would be insane to pronounce the Jif because that would Godot have to be a J. or Gadot? Gadot. It's no, it's Godot. Godot. No, it's Godot. Like, get get the dough. Godot. Get the no, dough. like, w- waiting for Godot? Huh? Sure. <laughs> huh? Uh-uh. No, are, you guys too, okay. are you guys too lame to know, to know that reference? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Working with Heathens. I'm working oh, with whoa. Heathens. <laughs> it's a play about this guy that's on a street corner waiting for Godot. It's just this long dialogue about how God isn't a thing. <laughs> Godot, oh. God. It's pretty straightforward. Waiting for Godot. Look it up. Look it up. Sounds I boring, mean, though. Oh, sounds it like absolutely that would make is. sense. <laughs> sounds like Death of a Salesman, kind of. Mm, Death of the Salesman is about the corporatization of America. It's kind of, it's kind of different themes. Oh no, I meant, I meant like equally, it's boring. <sighs> Death of a Salesman. If you watch the the play itself, is not. It's pretty decent. It rides a lot on the performances. Yeah, because we were just reading it. You know, you read it in high school English class, right? Reading a play. Reading a play is the worst way to digest a play. Yeah. You gotta watch not, it. You have to watch it. It's about the performances. No, you must perform it. Yeah, oh, like all of okay, my English classes level. in high school. <laughs> You're right. We Man, did Shakespeare. So much Shakespeare. That yeah. was the worst. It was the worst because no one knows how to act, and it's even worse because it's Shakespeare. So like, it's, like it's you don't know how to act and you don't know how to read. It was my favorite part. No, because you just you just ham it up, and it's great. <laughs> People tried hamming it up, but they couldn't act, so it just came off as very wooden. But soft. But (laughs) light through yonder window breaks. (laughs) I I used to have the whole Hamlet monologue memorized. What? (laughs) To be or not to be, you know, like, that's the question. I forgot everything. Like, what are his noble and demise, suffer the scenes, and arrows outrageous fortune, blah, 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 blah. Just the emo monologue saying, oh, is it better to live life or just kill yourself, you know? <laughs> I knew him. I knew him, Horatio. <laughs> Horatio. See, this is why I love Kenneth Branagh, because we used to watch Kenneth Branagh movies in high school, because he did Shakespeare, and he did Where? a fantastic job. Fantastic. What, what movies did he make? Uh, he. Did, I remember he did Hamlet. I know he did uh-huh. uh, Shakespeare in Love. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember no. just watching the uh, yeah. the Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, like more modern day, like Seven Things. I think I... that's actually Shakespeare in Love, right? Yeah. Is that Shakespeare in Love? I think that's. Sh- I'm pretty sure that's Leonardo DiCaprio. There's like yeah. Seven Things I Hate About You, or Seven Things I Like, Ten Things I Hate About You. Is that it? <laughs> I don't think that's Shakespeare. Romeo Must Die with Jet Li? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can tell we're getting more tired because we're we're going off on tangents. (laughs) We're just rambling. Yeah, just rambling. It's because, you know, we can't keep a train of thought going. 
At least I can't when I'm tired. I mean, this just... movie, Tropic Thunder, was less about the narrative than it is about the ride. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. from minute zero, where you get those, like, fake trailers, you're like, oh, oh yes. We're in for a wild <laughs> the ride, tra- boys. The trailers are so good. With Tobey uh, Maguire. <laughs> oh, my God, Tobey Maguire. Wait, that movie trailer where uh, Robert Downey Jr. plays a gay monk. And then they re- introduced Tobey Maguire as, uh, let's see here, MTV Best Kiss Award. Which he actually won, by the way. He actually won that. <laughs> no way. For Spider-Man yes. in 2002. Yeah, the Spider-Man upside-down kiss scene. That's iconic. But, like, <laughs> that's so many. And then I like it because uh, the text for the trailer had a cross on it. it like, they put effort into these trailers, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like they spent money nice. on this. Yeah, they spent money on it. <laughs> they spent real dollars on these fake trailers. Oh. It's just so wonderful. Oh. I was like, is that Toby McGuire? Yeah, what that is, what is happening? <laughs> and he's at the end too, where, where he's where they're doing the Academy Awards, and he's one of the best best actors. Oh, really? he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's up there for that role. He's okay, up there okay. for that movie with John Voight, who's also in this movie for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just there um. at the end. <laughs> it's like, how do you get all these people in your movie? I assume I don't know. They must have been unpaid roles because there's no way everybody in this movie got paid. There's it's no way. Probably. Yeah, favors. Oh, dude, the pee joke where um. You know, he's like, he's like, oh, I didn't pee on those girls. I was just peeing, and she walked past me. <sighs> That's super relevant right now, man. Yeah. R. Kelly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Feels bad, dude. <laughs> There's so many jokes. I was like, how, how, all these deep cuts. <laughs> how did they know? Yeah, it's like funny on the surface as a like stupid comedy, but like, like Barry said, if you know what they're making fun of, it just gets funnier and funnier. There's just so much more depth to it. I like how the movie is it's about family for one of the trailers, right? Or like uh I forget it was a line. And I was like that's that's overused. <laughs> Fast and the that's Furious. Fast or and like, the Furious. Yeah. Like the Scorcher movies. Yeah, the Scorcher these days movies absolutely applied like Marvel movies like Scorcher One, Scorcher Two. Two they did, did it again did see it coming. for the yeah. second time. Again. <laughs> again and again. This time it's different. And he has two babies strapped to him. And he has two guns. <laughs> oh. Like the trailers alone are so funny because they're making fun of movie tropes. And uh, I like how it just says uh, preview for audiences. It just says audiences, right? And then they use actual logos in the trailers. And then the DreamWorks logo literally pans out into the DreamWorks uh, opening, right? I think I'm, I don't. I think the Fox one is a fake logo because it was Fox Spotlight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I might have played a fine lot, like been been towing the line with that one. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha, gotcha. But DreamWorks made this movie. Is that like for real? Uh, that's a great question. I'm, I'm I actually got not more sure. Respect for DreamWorks. Then I used to not like DreamWorks. Me so much when I saw that. Because you know how to train your dragon. Yeah, yeah. They got better also, before Tropic it was Thunder. Garbage. Yeah, Tropic Thunder. That's where it started, dude. Hey, they how made Shrek, Sam. They made Shrek. Okay, fine. Shrek is good, they, right? They made Shrek, <laughs> you know? Stuff of Legends. You're right. Stuff of memes. And Kung Fu Panda, right? 
I like Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, but see, it DreamWorks makes good stuff, Sam. They used to make crappy stuff, though. It yeah. used to be Pixar. Like, it was only Pixar. And everyone else was trying to play catch Wasn't up. like Fishtails DreamWorks? We don't talk about those movies. Like, the B movie. <laughs> what do you mean? The B movie's amazing. It's DreamWorks no. slash Paramount. Yeah, Paramount. So they actually were a part of it. It's wow. really impressive, honestly. It is. Going back real quick, just to dr- briefly drop the movies that Kenneth Branagh did, because, again, I love him. Henry mm-hmm. V, Much Ado About Nothing, uh, Othello, and Othello. Hamlet. So I watched most of those. This movie had a budget of $92 million. It's probably really? all for explosions. <laughs> I would expect it to be much bigger, honestly. And with all the actors in there? So many actors, so many locations, so many explosions. <laughs> Wait, you yeah. know the guy who did the explosives, right? You know how mm-hmm. he had like a burn mark on the side of his head? Is that real or is that makeup? No, that's makeup. Okay. Pretty sure that's makeup. All right. I just Did thought he was a real-life explosive doesn't have it. Uh, what if he made Hot Rod before Tropic Thunder? Danny McBride, right? Danny McBride, yeah. He was yeah, in a bunch yeah. of stuff. Who's the one SNL guy that was with um, Tom Cruise? Uh, Bill Hader? Yeah, Bill Hader, who's also the voice of um, BB-8. BB-8. <laughs> for the, for <laughs> only the first one, not the second one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they but couldn't uh, get him. He's also in Hot yeah. Rod as well, and he's amazing. Mm, two people in Hot Rod in the same movie. Uh, coincidence? Yeah. I mean, a lot of Hollywood is just a bunch of, just a bunch of squads. You know, it's like I got my crew, I got my crew. And it's We're like, gonna make the you. pointy hat crew. We gotta find our crew. our leader, pointy hat man, and he'll be the, the leader of our crew. Man. We have to find him, our, our lord and savior. We will make it our life goal. <laughs> if we ever get big, we're gonna find this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta thank him. You gotta thank him. You gotta personally thank him. Was our first episode on Thor Ragnarok? No, it was Endgame. And the second episode was on Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember. even remember. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's been a long time ago. We released a lot of episodes. It was like in May. I think I was in Hawaii then. Oh my it. god, three months already. Yeah, three yeah. months. Yeah, we're not even past 100 episodes where, you know, that's where you gotta hit. Before you start building traction, I think. Are we going to well, hit 100 episodes by when we do uh, Last Jedi? I think we might. Really? If you count all the to-go episodes, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. past 100. We're, we're, we're doing two podcasts. Like 20-something episodes, right? Yeah. So, let's just say it's 22, and then three months. It'll be a coming-of-age story. <laughs> <laughs> the great coming-of-age story, where I explain yeah. to you guys why... The Last Jedi is a great movie. Uh, if it's if it's for Battlefield Earth, Barry, I might just join your side. You might have whoa, to do whoa. it. We have to watch Battlefield um, Earth. It's for science. I refuse. We have to find a movie that's worse than Suicide soon. Squad. <laughs> you must do it. Wait, what was the what's another movie that was possibly one of the worst movies? Oh, there's too many. You you put, uh, you showed us that list of a like a lot of zero. John Travolta ones. Yeah, John Travolta movies. A lot of Stallone ones. Yeah, apparently he was voted like worst actor like five years in a row for the Razzies. <laughs> I I wouldn't call him yeah. a bad actor. I just Stallone does exactly one thing very well. He plays the exact same. If you give him that, if you give him the Rocky character, yes, then he does. He does well. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> which is why he works in like Creed. 
That's all I could think of. Uh, I love Sylvester Stallone, though. Yeah, I he grew does up one watching. character real well. Uh, also, uh, what's his face? The one with the I, I, he does Aikido, just snaps necks. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, Chuck Norris. Not Chuck Norris. No. <laughs> Darn it! Why can't I remember now? It's too what late. Is he in? He's in a lot of like B action movies where he would just like he's just like squinting at the camera. It's just super serious. <laughs> Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, there we go. Oh, Steven Seagal. There we go. I watched That's so many right. Seagal movies. The the greatest <laughs> bull, the greatest bullshito practitioner of all time. <laughs> Amen. He's like psh, psh, psh. <laughs> he's just snapping necks left and right. That was his trademark. It was kind of funny because I remember he was like training police officers in martial arts. Because he isn't he a ma- master? Or is he's that a master. He's a master. He is in fact a master Aikido practitioner, which means. Approximately nothing as far as like martial competency. <laughs> Why I like Aikido? Skill. Aikido is completely ineffective in almost every way <laughs> as a martial art. It's more of a philosophy than a martial art. You never attack first. Yeah, you can't attack that? first. If what, you what try to use Aikido on a person who's not attacking you, it doesn't work. And then like it's like defending against a knife, and then you just get stabbed like fifteen times. Oh, I don't know. I I have seen the 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 founder of Aikido fight. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work, Sam. It doesn't really? work. Let's disavow no. everyone in our in our very extremely limited audience of this idea. Aikido does not work. In I refuse real life. to believe that. I refuse to believe that. You cannot grab a guy's wrist while he's trying to stab balls. you. <laughs> that does you not do that. happen in real life. Yeah, you could try to kick somebody. My favorite. In the nuts. My favorite yeah. move in Taekwondo is when you go for the grab. And you just yank back. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Sam? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. I, I can't see you right now, so I'm trying to imagine it. Uh, who who talked about this? This was, um, was it Kevin? Uh, I don't remember. No? Okay, sad. But you literally go in for the jewels, and you just grab them as tight as you can, and you yank back towards yourself. That, that name might have been Kevin move. Yang. That's yeah. a big oof. Yeah, I think that was Kevin Yang. Most effective move I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Aikido though. I like Aikido. I, I was I think it's good. I just don't think it's very practical. Like if someone's trying to grapple you, it's gonna be really hard to get out with Aikido because it's all based on momentum, right? You have to be moving in a certain direction for it to oh, be if effective. You, if you're if you're gonna practice a martial art for grappling, like wrestling Judo. Or, or wrestling Jiu-Jitsu. or BJJ and yeah. like full stop. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, mm. judo has its uses as far as like um, transitioning throws. from sta- like throws, th- transitioning yeah. from standing to like ground, but like you're like you're aikido is essentially useless. You're not going to grab a guy and control him by like grabbing his neck. Challenge like, accepted. If somebody runs at you gonna... with a knife, they're just yeah. like you grab their, you try to grab their wrist, and they're just gonna stab you a couple more times. <laughs> I mean, you, you gotta move out of the way, obviously. You know, like uh, you're not, not like gonna you're... move out of the way of a guy trying to stab you with a knife. It just I mean, that's not gonna happen. They're moving in one direction. No, Sam. I no. mean, if they're really close to you, I, the I best defense, you're underestimating how fast things happen. <laughs> the best defense against a guy with a knife is to run away as fast as you can. 
That is the ultimate defense in any martial art. Run oh, away wait, as fast no, this as you is, can. This is the greatest argument. Bat versus knife, right? Who would win? <laughs> I'm going for bat all the way, dude. Like stab a guy with a knife. Uh, some some people mentioned that like they got stabbed a couple of times. They didn't notice because of the adrenaline. I mean, obviously they're gonna bleed bleed to death later, bleed out. But mm-hmm. uh, you stab a dude a couple of times. He's and he has a baseball bat. Like one swing to the head and you're dead, right? No, yeah. you might not be dead, but you're probably you might be unconscious. But like yeah, yeah. and then you're dead because he's gonna hit you. You, know, one more you time. never want to be in this situation. Is what I want to say. Never no, put I'm, yourself into this situation. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to practice until I'm a master at Aikido. And I'm just going to wait to get stabbed. And I'll be like, see, it worked. It worked. Or I think, I'll, there's, I'll be I think there's a YouTube series on like a Aikido master uh, who like fights against MMA guys. And his conclusion in every single video is Aikido is essentially useless. <laughs> no, I, Aikido is for people who don't have martial arts training. Like, it's just for street thugs who are trying to attack you and you're just trying to disarm him. I literally don't even know if it's useful to that extent. Really? I am going to disagree with that. I, I would probably rather have, like, BJJ or, like, wrestling or, or like, uh, um, Muay Thai. Wrestling? Or just... Or just the entr- ancient martial art of running the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> tried and true method. The tried, tried and true method. True method. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not talking about... Because, like, martial arts... Well, okay, again, so, right? so martial arts. Most modern, modern martial arts are based on, like, a point-scoring system, right? Yeah, it's a, sports, it's a sport now. It's not... It's like a sport art, right? And if you're, if you're in a situation like... Like, even Brazilian jiu-jitsu is limited by this, where, like like transitioning guard or a takedown or like controlling posture scores you points, which is not really practical in real life where you're just fighting for your life. And there's only one point and it's the guy that's standing at the end. (laughs) (laughs) The point is you live. You you can't. And Aikido doesn't even really do sparring or sport competition. They don't do any of that. So there's no basis in competition at all. Or, like, practicality. So there's no practicality, there's no competition. So what is it based in? It's based in, like, philosophy and, like, tradition. And you're not gonna... It just it just is less effective than any other similar martial art. Like, even, like, uh, like, karate, like karate is probably more effective, because at least I you're bet. gonna punch them in the face. Being able to strike is... Yeah. I understand that. Huge All I'm advantage. saying is... Like, you're not using Aikido against other martial arts. That would be foolish. I'm just saying, you know, if you got some moves, some guy trying to fight you, punch you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Sam. We'll make a YouTube video out of it. We'll have we'll have somebody that has no martial arts background learn Aikido, oh. Oh. which is you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and we'll okay. have somebody else, like, just try to punch you in the face. I can be that person. I have no martial arts experience whatsoever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, yeah, we talking see about? what happens. We're talking about that ain't fair, we'll, all right? <laughs> I can punch Sam. I can no, make no, that happen. No, 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 thank you. <laughs> I have zero martial arts experience. That Never is a trained lie. a day in my that life. That is a lie. <laughs> you have years and years, all right? Get out of here. It's just like, let's see, let's see if you get punched in the head, Sam. Wait, let's wait, a- is it after I train to be a master in Aikido or like while I'm like a white belt? I mean, they don't have belt colors. But we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, give you do. we'll give you like a year of training. I feel like in a year of training, you, you should can be get able about to beat, halfway. You can get like a you can you should be able to be a street thug, right? Some guy 
how do we find a street thug? Do we just go in like a back alley and be like, hey, I need you to punch me? Well, I could, I could find some guy that's willing to punch some, and... some short Asian kid in the head. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> I can find a guy. He has no training, guy. though. It has to be no training. <laughs> well, I can find a guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gary just shows up. I'm the guy. I'm like, oh. Hello, I am the guy. Um, I'm the guy. Yeah, I'm the guy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I am inevitable. <laughs> I'm inevitable. It's Thanos. <laughs> oh, I am dude, that this guy. Would, this would what make for an awesome <gasps> series, dude. Let's do it. You know, like, I am that guy. Where's that from? Uh, yeah. Isn't that Django? No. What? Is that from The Expanse? Yeah, it's from Exp- The Expanse. Well, what 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 line? I am that guy. I don't it's, remember. It's from it's from The Expanse. Amos says it like at the end of the last season. Oh, is it where he shoots the guy in the head? The scientist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like he's he's trying to save his friend from becoming like a psychopath. Yeah, it's like you're he's not like, that guy. You're not that guy. I am that guy. <laughs> yeah. That was a pretty oh, good scene. What a great moment. It's awesome because like he's like this cold-hearted killer who still has a conscience, like he's has some feelings in his heart. It's not completely dead. Well, we can talk about this another day. But the, uh, Amos is my favorite character in that show by far. Hey, me too, by far. Uh, the most developed character. I hate everyone else. They're just a bunch of dicks. I like some of the other characters. I don't like any. I think Amos, like from that series, Amos. Like that performance and that character are just wonderful. Oh, going off too big of a tangent here. Too big of a uh, tangent. Back back to the YouTube thing though. Like you know how we we a previous idea we had was we would all do the One Punch Man training regiment, right? Yeah. Good luck with that, Sam. <laughs> I know. All I'm saying is like, uh, for YouTube stuff that I wanted to do, like this is the stuff that I wanted to make. What getting punched in the head? Yeah. I yeah. Exactly. I'll do that for you. <laughs> I mean, I got to trade first, you know. You know, it's really expensive to get Aikido lessons. I know of a place uh, that has ties to, like, the third generation of the from the founder. So, like, that teacher. I mean, if you want to argue that's ineffective, sure. But, like, it's the teacher is legit in that you're going to get as close to the original founder as possible. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is the stuff that I wanted to make. I mean, if you want to film me punching you in the head, Sam, I'm happy to do it. Totally, totally do. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, Sam. Me too. No, I say you can't do this. What are you talking about? What get do you mean, of Sam? You can totally be fair. There's no martial arts training. <laughs> what do you mean, Sam? I, mean, I, I can do it, Sam. I've had zero martial arts training ever. Okay, see? I do also outweigh you by about 100 pounds, but it's completely yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, you know, I kind of go all out, right? I, I, should, I should wear a helmet. I got no health insurance. Uh, getting a concussion would be pretty bad. <laughs> oh please please uh you know that's that's our sponsorship is me getting health insurance so that i can go to the hospital after you punch me in the head (laughs) this episode brought to you by blue cross blue shield yeah totally i'll be down for health insurance as a sponsor (laughs) so expensive america (laughs) we went off on a long tangent anyways going back to the movie i guess (laughs) no this is actually i like this i know you know, we got feedback where people are like, it's too long or there's too many tangents, but I love just chatting about stuff. <laughs> it's fun. I kind of missed this, to be honest. It's, we had it's fun like the yeah, movie. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yes. This is a meta commentary on how the movie seems random and like off tangent, but in reality, it's just fun. And uh, people get punched in the head. There we go. 
tying it back to everything. I'm surprised. I'm surprised this movie is not rated more highly than it is, like critically. Yeah. 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 It's like oh, like seventy percent or something on RT. Uh, what about audience score? I think the audience score is pretty low. Really? 81% for audience, for critics, I mean, and 70% for audience. 70% for audience. Mm -hmm. Just for comparison, Justice League scored about higher than this, I think. No. What? (laughs) (laughs) I like Justice League, don't get me wrong, but still, no. To give you a perspective on how doomed we are as a society. Oh, That's atrocious, man. man. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> like, Justice League doesn't even hold a candle to the trailers. The fake trailers in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like, Batman v Superman was a 63% audience score compared to the 70%. It's only a difference of 7%. No, Batman v Superman is so bad, though. Yeah? Yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> I have no hope for... Humanity going forward. <laughs> that should be another like test. Yeah, Justice League was seventy two percent. No, seventy two percent audience score. <laughs> oh man, it's it's one standard deviation uh, higher. Oh my god! Like <laughs> just one standard deviation. That movie has no depth. Like, it's. It's it's better than Batman v Superman, and I enjoyed it a lot. But like, this Tropic Thunder actually has multiple layers. <laughs> like, works as a parody, a satire. Uh. It has wit. <laughs> it's not miserable. <laughs> I don't get it. That even them being deliberately hammy is better acting than what you see in Justice League. By the way, speaking of deliberately hammy, like the 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 child. Leader of like the, the oh yeah uh, oh he's awesome. yeah, yeah. he's actually based on a real person oh really? what there there's an actual like drug cartel that existed whose leader was like nine years old at their inception like he wasn't actually a child when he was a leader but it's kind of based on that idea so that's 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 an actual thing oh my god <laughs> oh they do make jokes about like uh, child soldiers where Ben Stiller adopts a baby. And he's like holding a plastic knife. And he makes a joke that I think all the good ones got taken already. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's kind of oh, terrible. It's yeah, kind of making so fun terrible. of like, <laughs> like all these people, all these actors that are adopting like uh, babies out of like China and Asia. Like I think, oh man, I can only really think of Angelina Jolie as this shining example of this. She's got like 10 kids. <laughs> she adopted from Asia. She's her own orphanage. She's making a sweatshop, that's why. She's making her own personal Shazam house. Exactly. <laughs> and they're pumping out, like, uh, her brand, whatever she's selling. I think she's actually a pretty decent advocate, though. Her and Brad Pitt, when they were a thing. Oh, sure, <laughs> sure. Not anymore. Now he's gone off to go throw Bruce Lee into a car. <laughs> And smash a woman's face into, like, every surface that you can find, like, 20 times. Masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the more I think about that movie, the more, uh, I don't know. I think we're going to go to, I think I'm going to go see it again this week. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I can commit to three hours. (laughs) 
I think I need more time. It's all worth it for like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. That's true. Just go in for the last 20 minutes. Go watch another movie, wait till it finishes, and then go watch it. And it'll be like the same time, you know? You know, you got like an hour hour left. We'll still, yeah, finish with like an hour left. I would love to see someone's reaction the first time they see the ending. You want to make a react video? That would be a good one. I'm just I had a couple of friends that went into that movie with no knowledge of the Manson murders. Ah, really? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Holy. Uh, <laughs> Holy moly. What is this? <laughs> yeah, if you had no context, I, I imagine it would be kind of confusing. But I think you still enjoyed the movie. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I think you don't need that context. Yeah, that's why I think the movie's yeah. well done. You don't need that much. The context makes it better, but you don't yeah. need it. Just like Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Context just makes the movie better. That even without context, you can appreciate and enjoy, but context just makes it that much better. Yeah. Again, like the framing is so genius. Like Barry mentioned earlier with the scene where Jack Black's hanging from the helicopter in the background while uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Ben Stiller are trying to have a serious moment. But he's also holding the stumps of his wrists, his hands, because they got blown up because he blocked the grenade, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, it's so well done because the humor isn't in your face. It's just in the background sometimes, you know, like how it's framed. This man can't cry. He can't cry. I mean, basically every every scene with with Tom Cruise is blocked really well because every time he's he's speaking, like everyone else is just kind of in the background, like what the fuck. <laughs> like he's talking with the terrorists. Yeah, it's so like, funny. Go fuck yourself. And everyone in the background is like, what the? We are fuck? flaming dragon. <laughs> Who are you? We are Flaming Dragon. Oh, it's so funny because they think it's a different talent agency. You know? <laughs> Just, oh, it's, it's so funny. Like, part, I didn't realize this until I rewatched it, but, like, he, he knows that they're, like, terrorists or whatever. Um, in that first Ransom Demand scene, uh, where they're like, $50 million for Simple Jack. <laughs> And he knows he knows that they're terrorists, and he, he still doesn't give a shit because he hangs up the phone. And he's like, "Okay, find out who they are." <laughs> like, oh man, oh, oh man! And it's man. funny too because later, crazy. when like Bill Hader is talking to these guys, he's like, "They're a drug cartel, amazing profit margins." <laughs> you know, that's the first thing that comes out of his mouth. A dickless monkey can do what you can do. <laughs> A dickless monkey. <laughs> yeah, really, get out. Get out of here. Remember that. <laughs> I cannot imagine Keanu playing this role, though. Yeah, I can't. I, I really, yeah, can't see uh, it. Uh, I feel like he would lose a bit of the... I think it would be a lesser movie, to be honest. I don't know. It would have been a different movie. I don't know if it would have been lesser, because... I don't know. I don't, ben Stiller really? definitely has a lot of comedic timing. Yeah. That probably Keanu? Keanu? But, like, Keanu. But why male models? <laughs> but this is this is like before the Keanu sounds, you know. Yeah, that is true. I can't imagine Keanu playing Simple Jack, dude. Why wouldn't he take the role then? I don't know. I really don't know. He probably thought it was too stupid right? when he read the script. It was probably his agent saying no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Because he didn't exactly have the best pick of movies. 
Yeah, he had time. like a good like decade and a half. He was making like kind of smaller movies or like mediocre movies. He had like Ill Mare and a couple other ones, which was by the way filmed in my hometown. And I saw Keanu, and they had fake snow because it was like June fifth, and they like brought a giant dump truck that. with yeah. fake snow. I'm like, oh, this takes the magic away. <laughs> <laughs> Movie magic, man. They're sweating in their winter coats. Just Keanu, like, pounding Diet Coke. <laughs> Just like less. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me because he's like, give me a Diet Coke. And when he's like in a teleconference screen and then two cans arise from underneath yeah, him because yeah. two people came. <laughs> that is totally based on a real person, by the way. That that head, little, that little character beat. He's like, yeah, you Coke. punch him in the face really hard. It's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I love how that, that scene kind of highlights how, like, the crew are just, like, monkeys doing whatever the executives say. Well, there's nothing they can do, right? Or else they just get fired. Yeah, they have no power. They have no clout. It's just like, you, yeah. head grip, suck his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Hollywood and the hierarchy, like stunt doubles and probably like grips, probably get the least amount of respect on a set. Well, least the least recognition, at least least recognition. I'd say grips get probably the least respect. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, I think stunt doubles yeah. get decent respect on set, but just nobody cares after the Off, fact. Yeah, offset after the fact. Because, like, when you're filming a scene and you're like, all right, I need you to drive off this cliff in a car and the car will explode and then it will hit the water. And then you have to stay underwater for, like, four minutes and then surface. The stand-up bull is like, okay. (laughs) Also, you need to do a sweet slide off the cliff. Okay. (laughs) This is what you pay me for. I. Do they get paid decently? Like, no, considering their bodies are no, wrecked? No, no, they really don't. Not. Absolutely not. And they probably, it's almost impossible to get insurance. I find it very sad. Yeah. Yeah, it that is. That too. Once upon a time in Hollywood, it showed yeah. us that. Rest in peace. You murder just one wife, you know, and <laughs> suddenly no one trusts you anymore. <laughs> hey, hey, allegedly. We don't know for allegedly, sure. Right, right, allegedly, right. all right? That 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 little bit is based on real events, by the way, as well. Um, oh, I, don't remember really? who, I don't remember who it's based on, but that's that's a real thing. There's like some famous actress or some some actor's wife that gets murdered on a boat, and it's quite famous. I think pieces of the boat have been sold to like paranormal museums and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's it's real fucked up. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. I mean, it makes sense because uh, that movie's referring to a lot of real things. It just flies over my head because I'm not very knowledgeable about that era. It's before my time. I think that movie is like this movie where having more knowledge will make it a much better film for you. Totally, totally. Same with Tropic yeah. Thunder. It's related. It's all related. Mm-hmm. We're not going off on tangents. Yeah. Yeah. Same universe, right? <laughs> Same universe, you're right. MCU. The Tom Cruise cinematic universe. Tom Cruise, oh yeah. TCU. <laughs> He's like, he's like, Wait, he's, he's, like Stan he's like Stan Lee in Marvel movies. He's still Tom Cruise, <laughs> but in every different movie. Oh my god. You mean like Edge of Tomorrow is the same universe as Tropic Thunder? Yeah. He's just, he's just Stan Lee in all these movies. Yes, the cameos. It's not... Okay. Quick aside. 
in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, although they have not officially confirmed this, Stan Lee, all of his cameos are him as the one above all, which means he's the god of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh. Yeah. He just shows up in every single movie, and and uh, the execs have confirmed that it is, in fact, the same character that appears in all of the movies. Yeah, so he, like, goes to space and everything, and that's really the same dude. It's the same dude. So he's... And and the fans have ha- have had this theory that he's the one above all, or the god of Marvel, or whatever. Which traditionally was Jack Kirby, but in the cinematic universe is um, obviously Stanley. So there you have it. He is he is Marvel's god, just like Tom Cruise is the god of his own cinematic universe. Kind of sad, <laughs> including like... Top Gun. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, you're making yes. a new Top Gun movie, Mission dude. Impossible. I'm so excited. There, there, there's a there's a little community that does fun things like keeping track of u- cinematic universes, whether or not they, they, they're officially that way. The track's based on like setting actors and characters, and then it's absolutely hilarious. There's like this massive cinematic universe that includes most of every movie that's ever been made, and it's like all these different realities and stuff. Oh, I have to find it now. I have to find <laughs> okay. it. It's Is absolutely it incredible. No, it's not the Pixar theory. The Pixar theory places movies. Okay, quick aside. So, if people are not familiar, <laughs> the Pixar theory places the movies in a certain timeline based on little cameos and little um, visual gags in all the movies, like the pizza truck, which appears yeah, in the pizza truck every single movie. Um, Wally supposedly appears in Toy Story One. Really. Yeah, he's he's supposed to be in there for like a couple frames when they're like behind the truck and like getting pulled along the road. He just kind of pops his head up in the background out of focus. Um, and there's like a timeline there, and it doesn't make any sense, and you should not really care that much about it. <laughs> to be once quite... you start looking into it, you just get more confused. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. dumb, but there there there's there's stuff it's floating fun. out there. Yeah, it's, it's it's a neat little neat little thing to to think about. Kind of like how, uh, you know, you can think that Last Jedi is a good movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Last Jedi is actually a good movie, but... No, I mean, no, no. Uh, it's, just a, it's a lie. It's all a lie. I like the it's, line, it's too, in Tropic Thunder. your expectations. You oh, oh. God, dang it. <laughs> That's the cheapest move you can do where you're just like, oh, you think this is going to happen? Guess what? No. <laughs> but that's the entire movie of Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. It's just subverting your expectations. No, no, no that's, that's fine. That's like, it does it in like a smart way and it doesn't do it like every scene, you know? Actually, it actually does though. It actually does though. It's like almost every scene. Almost yeah. every scene. Every time they show you Sharon Tate, Every time they're trying to, every time they show you the Mansons, they're subverting your expectations. Oh, you're ex- it's not you're subverting. That's like um, you're expecting the the Manson murders to take place at the end of the movie. I was until the last twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah, that that that's subverting. But I'm just like um, and then they they last Jedi do all over your face. No, last Jedi is like stupid. Anyways, kind of like uh, you know, like subverting expectations like alright this thing's you think it's gonna happen but it doesn't and it's kinda like uh, that scene where you know he goes into check Brad Pitt checks on the old dude and you think he's dead but he's not you know that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah I, I, that doesn't happen all the time they're building that tension for the entire scene that was like 
That was like a 25-minute sequence, and they're building tension for the entirety of the sequence. And they got the music playing, too, in the background. Yeah, and then it goes Stone nowhere. Wall, and, and then you got the, Last Jedi, where uh, Princess Leia is the same thing. in space. She looks dead, and it's like, nope. And then she just zooms back into the ship, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? That's so lazy. There's like no tension. It's the same no- thing. No, it's the same thing. The Brad Pitt scene on the ranch (laughs) was building building up to the scene where you find like a dead body or something, but it doesn't. It literally slaps you in the face and says, fuck you. Yeah. You you know what Last Jedi does? It says, this movie's bad. That's what it says. (laughs) I mean, all right, whatever, Sam. Uh, You can't appreciate cinematic greatness. No, I'm just so... Okay, it's a small rant here because, you know, we're just talking about this. But, like, the scene where they free the animals in the casino and then leave the slave children behind. And, like, was it worth it? Now it is after they free the animals. I'm like, are you kidding me? You left the slave children behind. I'm sorry that you don't understand this, uh, the cinematic greatness of The oh, Last no. Jedi. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> There's, like, a clip that sums up, uh, what's his face? The director. I can't remember it's too late in in the evening now. I lost all my short-term and long-term memory. It's all gone. <laughs> but, you know, there's like a short clip where it's like black and white and there's a waiter and he's just sitting at a table, right? And there's a cup. And then the waiter just pours a, the liquid outside of the cup and he just laughs maniacally. And then that's the clip. And I'm Oh, like, that's is- uh, from Red Lighter Media, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, uh, they! Oh, uh, they might have. Sh- I might have watched their review because they go over that clip, and I'm just like, "This is why it's bad. It's so cheap, it's so poorly." It's okay, sorry, sorry. It's uh, it's gonna be a hell. Of, it's gonna be a hell of a Christmas special, guys. Yeah, Christmas special. We're previewing Christmas special. We're gonna oh, go over man. why the Last Jedi is the best movie ever made. We're gonna be different. <laughs> We're the true hipsters. Oh, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm. We're gonna go uh, in the words of uh, Simple Jack, <laughs> not Simple Jack, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Suck my unit. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I was gonna go for another line. Now, let's just do closing thoughts and get out of here. <laughs> I can't, I can't I'm keep my train of tired. Time. Yeah, I'm getting super tired. I guess I can go. Okay, all right. Honestly, I want to give this movie a nine. Okay, all right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna give this movie a nine. I think it's. Wait, nine Suicide Squads. We have to clarify. Yes. Yeah. No, I will not clarify. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe like two Mantas. Two Mantas? Nine oh, no. Squads. We can't throw in our Manta. Like 20 Black Mantas? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this film is so nuanced. And it's like, yeah. it's funny at the surface level. But also when you dig deeper, there's so much more to it that makes it even funnier. Which is why I think that coming back to this film after watching it, like maybe maybe seven years later, six years later, is like, I, I think I appreciate it so much more, and I think it's so much better than when I saw it six years ago. Yeah. Overall, I think it's a great movie with great performances, and it feels like a lot of the cast had a fun time, and were given a lot of freedom to just kind of dick around and do whatever they want. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, and make a movie that crossed a bunch of lines that probably will never get made again. <laughs> totally not just cross the lines as i said a running jump over the yeah. line yes, yes it's like let's see where we land boys uh. <laughs> but yeah barry what what did you think okay 
I'm going to give this eight suicide squads. Oh my. Okay. Okay. Like certainly you could, you can make a case that it may have, may have gone a little bit too far towards caricature or like a little bit more, not enough parody or too much parody, but it's just so much fun. You know, it's just so much damn fun. And not like on a surface level, it works as a movie, as a parody movie. And then once you dig a little bit deeper into like the history and like Hollywood iconography, it becomes better and better and better the deeper you dig. It's just absolutely wonderful. And it's probably the last time we'll ever see a white actor wear blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Until the end of time, because that's never going to happen again. And I I appreciate that. Movies need to push boundaries and show you weird, crazy stuff that you might not ever expect. I maintain from, and I've mentioned this before, the worst thing a movie can do is make you feel feel nothing and think nothing. And this movie gave me humor... It made me think about the state of Hollywood and like all these actors and all these like little stories in time. And it's just wonderful. It's just, it's just fun. So eight out of 10 Suicide Squads. Sam? Eight out of 10. I think uh, this is a better version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Bowles, I'm not kidding. I'm going to give it a 10. <laughs> Okay, okay. There's only one movie I gave a 10, Suicide Squads, it's Spider-Man Far From Home. This movie does so many things awesome. Like like everyone said before, it's this it's a satire, it's a parody. It has so many layers to it of what it's it's uh making fun of. And I think we need movies like this where it just kind of, kind of points out how absurd some things are, some people are or just like the people in these situations, how absurd it is, how absurd everything is, and you're just there for the ride. I agree with Barry. Like, if a movie makes you feel nothing or think about nothing, it's completely failed. It has no value whatsoever. And I think this movie actually did make me think a lot and feel a lot. Not, not the movie itself didn't make me feel anything because <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> but, like, the thinking made me feel things about, uh, you know, how rough it is. Uh, it just made me think about once upon a time in Hollywood. Again, like the stunt people, you know, how rough it is for them. The ethical issues involved here, like how people, you know, basically can't have a conscience and, and work in Hollywood. Uh, or it's really rough. You know, just kind of things like that. Because of the people in power are like that, you know. And sometimes you got to laugh at it. It's the only thing you can do. Like, m- movies need, need to be made that push boundaries. Sometimes in an in an unacceptable way. Yeah, yeah. And you cannot be afraid as a filmmaker to make a movie that pisses off like everyone in and out of the industry. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because then you know, uh, you you can't make what you can't make anything the way that you want it to. You can only make certain things that people want you to make. Anyways, all right. Well, let's just close there. Let me do my sign off, and then we can go to sleep. <laughs> Alright, this has been episode 14 and a bit on Tropic Thunder. Thank you for listening in. Write to us at pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Again, our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. 
catch us next time on the Pointy Hatcast. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay pointy. Stay pointy.